another episode of Talking with Bungie. This episode of Talking with Bungie this week here, I'm recording this podcast on January 23rd, Saturday morning. I've been up and been able to read my most recent crossbow news in the world outside the kingdom of Bungie, and it looks like New York is finally coming on. I've been saying that in the recent videos here. Come on, New York. And now I might be saying, come on, New York, right? Because it's looking like New York is opening up to crossbows. The governor's language, I received an email from a friend of Bungie this morning. Thank you very much. You know who you are. I don't like necessarily to mention people's names because I'm never sure how people are going to react to that. But I do appreciate friends of Bungie who keep me informed on these important topics. And in this case, sharing that article, which had a link in it to the proposed budget. Now, that proposed budget is way too long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I don't even care about it. But with all the craziness in the world these days, it's nice to get some good news, read some proposed legislation, that includes dropping the minimum age for crossbows from 14 down to 12 up there in New York. That's pretty cool. Changing the maximum draw weight of the crossbow, removing that 100 to 200 pound draw weight range and changing it from a minimum draw weight of 100 pounds to whatever. That's pretty cool. If that passes, that will be awesome. In addition to that, the best news perhaps in that budget is the removal of the restriction on use of the crossbow during the archery season. It wouldn't be a muzzle loader necessarily, used only during the last 14 days of the archery season. Instead, it would be use, useful and usable during the entire archery season. So there you go. That's what I like to call freedom. We shall overcome. Deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome. Chains held me bound, but I'm free. Specifically, it's crossbow freedom, right? Crossbow equality. And I think that's cool. It's the way of the world. It's the trend. It's the way the world is going. If you look at trends, we've gone from no crossbow legalization and use during hunting seasons to full inclusion. That's the trend. So just accept it, New York bow hunters. And that's just how it is. We're going to be hunting with crossbows. And eventually, most of the New York bow hunters are going to be hunting with crossbows anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> just accept it and move on. But that's been my morning. How exciting is that? So the poll this week on the YouTube channel, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, though, specifically in this week's podcast, because these polls are a lot of fun for me to get feedback from Friends of Bungie. I am always looking for feedback from Friends of Bungie. Deathbybungie.com has a voicemail feature. Did you know that? You can leave me a voicemail on there where I will listen to you leaving whatever message you want to leave right from your phone or from your computer if you have a microphone, that sort of thing. That's pretty cool. In addition to that, you can contact me by email. Um, if you do that, occasionally I'll throw one of those little sound bites in there. Maybe I'll do that right now. In fact, when I'm editing this podcast, I will put a recent voicemail right in there. How's that? Thank you, Death by Bungie from the UK. Brilliant show, really enjoyed. Really got me into crossbow uh, target practice. Because that's all we're allowed here. But thanks for your show. 
fantastic work. All the best. I don't put people's names in there, but it's neat to hear your voice. I don't put the names in there because I'm not sure people want their names necessarily associated with it. I get that. And I just don't want to run that risk of upsetting anybody. But by the same token, when you leave a voicemail or a comment, I think, on there, it does say specifically that, you know, this might get used in a future podcast or something like that. So you're at least giving me that permission. But I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not in the business of making people look bad or feel uncomfortable. I am in the business of being a gentleman when it comes to podcasting and video work and all this fun stuff. I want people to be happier, not less happy. So that's kind of been the the theme of Death by Bungie over the past seven seasons. We're going into the eighth season on YouTube. Can you believe that? It will be my 12th season as a crossbow hunter. It will be Genevieve's second season as a crossbow hunter coming up this fall in the fall of 21. That's pretty cool. But the poll this week, boy, I get sidetracked on these things. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. But the poll this week was a question for friends of Bungie. If money was no object, if you could just go out there today and buy any crossbow you want to buy, what brand would you choose? That's the question. That's the question. We had over 800 votes. That's pretty cool. Uh, YouTube does a much better job of putting polls and videos in its subscription feed for all friends of Bungie than Facebook does. If I ran a poll, Facebook doesn't even allow you to do polls anymore. The, the purpose of Facebook, the value of Facebook is diminishing over time. People complain about Facebook censoring stuff. Holy cow, but that's a whole separate topic. But man, do they censor my stuff. I made a post here, Genevieve's getting into the Facebook page and she posted some stuff about her squirrel hunting. And it's not a lot of people even saw it. It's not as though they weren't interested in it. How do we know they weren't interested in it? It never shows up in their feed. You know, I get a notice from Facebook. Hey, we'll put this in front of 800 people if you pay us 10 bucks. You know, I thought that was the reason that they follow the page in the first place. If you subscribe to it, that means you want to see it and you should give it to them. You know, because that seems to be like kind of your contract with your Facebook users. I recently, and here's another tangent. I'm going to put this in here anyway. Uh, so bear with me on this tangent. There was a YouTube channel called Wrangler Star, right? He's got a million subscribers. He's a huge homesteader style YouTube channel. Love the channel. I, and there was a time when I followed it pretty seriously. And at that time, I also liked his Facebook page. Over time, I'm not sure I even subscribe to the channel anymore. I think I unsubscribed from it because it's just not for me. It's not that I don't like the guy. He, he's still top notch as a channel, but I'm less interested in the homesteading style videos than I used to be. There was a time when I watched all kinds of RV style videos, right? But I don't watch those now. You know, I was interested in that stuff for a period of time. And you know how it is. Like there's a, my wife right now watches a lot of certain cooking videos and there might come a time when she doesn't watch those. I don't know. I mean, people have different viewing habits. You may have been be a friend of Bungie now and watching Death by Bungie videos and down the road fall out of crossbow hunting. Who knows? I hope that doesn't happen. But, it, you know, that's the nature of life, really. That's, that's totally to be expected. And Wrangler Star goes on with or without me. It's just that it doesn't, that's not my interest these days. I'm not subscribed to him on YouTube, which is independent of Facebook, of course. But I still like the Facebook page. The other day, one of his posts came up on Facebook. And I thought, oh, that's odd. That's interesting that I'm getting this post on Facebook. I went and looked at it. And it was kind of neat. Neat to see a little post from him. I'm like, how come I haven't seen him in a long time? He must not be posting 
on Facebook. He must not be active on Facebook. I went and just clicked on the header there and went to his Facebook page. And it became obvious to me that he posts three or four times a week. And he's been posting that way for the whole last four years. And I haven't seen a single post of his on Facebook. Facebook, on one hand, you can say their algorithm knows that I'm less interested in Wrangler Star and therefore won't look at it and won't enjoy it. Maybe you don't want to see it. But the reality is, unless it's in front of me, how do I know if I want to look at it or not? If he does a good post and it's something that interests me, what if Wrangler Star gets into crossbows? You can bet I'd want to watch those videos and see those posts on Facebook. So there's a lot going on with the Facebook. Friend after friend after friend of my personal friends, I just don't see their posts on Facebook. And you know, somebody, and I don't, don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, so I don't even know that Facebook gets a good idea in terms of its science, its algorithm, whether or not I even like certain things. I don't know. But suffice it to say, Facebook has become lower in my list of priorities. It's value to me. And I'm not talking about censorship and how you know they shouldn't be showing this and showing that. I, I'm concerned about that too. That's a, that's a big deal. But that's a separate topic, a separate question. I'm just saying, look, as a it's usefulness to me, it's value to me is diminishing over time because it's not giving me what I want. You know, if I have to get on Facebook and go look for stuff, that's not your feed should be feeding me what I asked for, right? YouTube does a good job. And this is where I'm coming back around to that poll. When I place a poll in YouTube, that poll ends up in your subscription feed. Now it does not necessarily end up in your recommended videos feed, right? Death by Bungie videos may or may not be recommended by YouTube in the recommendations section. And when you log into the app, they sell you primarily on the recommendations, not on the subscriptions. It doesn't default on the computer or on the phone or on your Roku or however you're watching your YouTube. It doesn't default to subscriptions. It defaults to the recommendations. And the recommendations, the YouTube algorithm, I consider a lot more valuable than the Facebook one because it really does give you more what you're looking for. And YouTube is selling you ads on all the videos. They don't care which videos you watch. They're selling you ads across the business, across the board. Facebook has a different model. Facebook is trying to sell you ads. Certain people pay for promotion on Facebook, and those are going to end up in your feed whether you like it or not. Those get priority. Whereas with YouTube, the ones that get priority are just bang. This is what you subscribe to if you go to the subscriptions page. The recommendations page is a little bit more legit though on YouTube in my opinion because you can't pay to get in front of viewers. A certain channel can't grow by paying YouTube to get priority. You have to produce content that holds the viewer on YouTube. That is how you get rewarded on YouTube. And so if you put out a bunch of videos and people like them, you're going to get more. It's just more honest, right? It's a more of a market, if you ask me. And so in the poll, so if you go to your subscriptions, each week if I'm doing a poll, which I'm planning on doing that, I'm having a lot of fun with these. So these polls, you'll have to go to your YouTube subscriptions page, and there you will see and be notified of these polls. And if you're checking in, you're subscribed to Death by Bungie, the polls should just pop up in order of its most, you know, if you scroll back down, you'll see the polls. That's just how it is. 
And if you have a lot of subscriptions, it'll take longer to scroll down. That's all. You know, but the subscriptions and subscriptions are free. I should point that out too. A lot of people have asked me about that over the years, but fewer and fewer. I think people understand the YouTube model these days. So there you go. That's that in a nutshell. This week's poll. Let's get on to the actual topic here. Man, I'm 13 minutes into this podcast at this point, and we still don't have the topic, Rich. Come on, pick up the pace. I know. I hear you. I hear you. So if money was no object, which crossbow manufacturer do you go with? Which team are you on, right? I don't think they're teams. We're all on the same team. We're all on the crossbow team, right? But Excalibur, perhaps not surprisingly, takes the top spot in the poll when I looked at it. For the purposes of this podcast this morning, 38% of respondents, of the more than 800 respondents, chose Excalibur as their crossbow of choice. If they could pick any crossbow, it would be an Excalibur. And maybe a large percentage of them are thinking the twin strike is the technology they are going to invest in, that they like that. Raven, my second option on here, and I can only list five options, got 23% of the vote. That's respectable, almost a quarter of the vote. Ten point, my third option, got 24% of the vote. Scorpid, okay, and this surprises me. Scorpid, super fast, super light, easy to cock, Scorpid. 3%, only 3% of the vote. Now, I get that. Scorpid is a lesser known of the crossbow manufacturers, perhaps, that's fair. But it is a good measure of the market and how people respond to things. I think that with modern advertising, YouTube, the word gets out about crossbow manufacturers and people will choose what they like. They have pretty informed opinions, I think, before they start spending thousands of dollars on these. Now, I only could list four because I have to have room for other. The fifth option was other, and that would include all other brands and manufacturers. In this case, that got 13% of the vote. 13% of the people who responded said, if I had all the money in the world or whatever and could buy any crossbow, period, you know, any of them, because you certainly could buy any crossbow, but if the money was no object, which one would you buy? 13% of them said it was not an Excalibur, Raven, 10-point, or Scorpion. So those people are thinking center point, perhaps, or one of the other manufacturers. I get that. So I can only pick five total on YouTube, and which is good. I mean, five, five is good. It gives us a good range. And so I picked the more expensive ones. I'm thinking if you had all the money, money wasn't an issue. Would you buy an Excalibur Assassin or a Twin Strike, a more expensive Excalibur? One of the Ravens, those are a thousand plus, you know, across the board. The 10 points, they don't give those away. The Scorpids are a thousand plus, that kind of thing. Maybe this is a little biased too, of course, because I've been hunting with an Excalibur. My daughter shoots an Excalibur and we are not sponsored by Excalibur. I actually shot a video about this week, which was kind of an eye-opener for me. And I hope you'll check that out on the YouTube channel. It's going to be a good video. It'll be out this week, I'm hoping, if I can get them all edited this week. I shot four videos here, and we've got uh, some this weekend. I'm going to spend time editing those, finishing up that editing process. So it's not surprising to me because I focused on Excalibur over the years that people who like Excalibur gravitate to this channel. Conversely, it's possible that people who don't like Excalibur don't like the channel. Maybe I should be looking, maybe that alone should be a reason why I'm looking at different brands. I'm the, I'm wide open still at this moment as to what crossbow I'm going with. I have kind of, I haven't ruled anything out. I will not rule them out until I shoot them. 
but I've kind of isolated a few brands. I'd say I'm down to four brands. Let's put it that way, four different manufacturers. So obviously, and I will tell you that Excalibur is still in the mix, but there are three others that are very interesting to me. The more I look at them, the more I look at the modern technology. Lots changed in the last 11 years in the world of crossbows, that is for sure. That's my quest for a new bungee talk. I'm looking at my list of things I've got to talk about, and that would be that discussion. I am looking at a new crossbow. 300 feet per second just doesn't cut it for me in this day and age. It certainly gets the job done. Is it adequate to kill deer? Of course it is. Deer haven't gotten any faster. They haven't gotten any bigger. It's just that there's new technology that offers things that a 300 feet per second crossbow doesn't offer, that it can't do. It was a real eye-opener for me shooting a doe at 40 yards with Genevieve's crossbow at 350 feet per second, piercing the shoulder blade, going clear through the shoulder blade with 10 plus inches of penetration. Something that I can tell you from experience with my older, slower crossbow wasn't going to happen, right? Yeah, we can do really, really heavy arrows, lots of front of center, a smaller broadhead, go right through there, get a pass through. But now you're down to 250 feet per second or even slower. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to shoot more of an arc, more of a trajectory. I want to shoot flatter. Genevieve and I are coming up with slogans for that. And hers was missiles, not cannonballs. That's kind of where I'm at. Crossbows are for missiles, not for cannonballs. That's what I'm thinking, right? The modern crossbows are. There's certainly nothing wrong if that is going to be your hunting technique, your crossbow method. If that's what it is, if that's what it entails, and that's what you adopt, that's what you practice, and that's what you perfect, then it is awesome. And I have no problem with it whatsoever. I don't think it's for me. I don't think it is my crossbow hunting method. I've experimented with it. You saw that during Crossbow Appreciation Month, but that's not really where we're going. That's not really where Death by Bungie is headed, I don't think. And I don't think that's where crossbows necessarily need to be headed. Modern crossbows shooting 400 feet per second or faster, I don't think you really need to worry about whether or not you have you hit the shoulder blade or anything like that. It's not your goal. Certainly, it is not the, the goal. But I've got some more videos coming on this topic, why I think that that speed really reduces the need for that concern. I think that that is more of a concern for compound bow hunters and anybody shooting 300 feet per second or slower. It's more of a concern for those folks. And there's nothing wrong with that, nothing at all. Don't read into my comments as though that's inadequate in any way. It's just different strokes for different folks. The comments on this poll, and this is where it got to be eye-opening for me, I was really surprised, first of all, I was kind of surprised about the high-ranking votes for Excaliburs, that out of all the crossbow manufacturers out there, people would go buy an Excalibur. That's pretty cool, and I get that. I certainly do. In the comments and in the polls, 10-point came up time and time again. Now, 10-point, they sell a $5,000 crossbow setup, I think, at this point. Like, I was looking at some of their stuff, and I thought the new Raven at $3,500, I thought that was expensive. Holy cow, it is expensive, right? But when you look at adding this fancy new technology scope from Garmin, and you've got that attached to a 10-point crossbow, you're looking at $4,000, $5,000. This is a scope that ranges the deer automatically 
and puts the crosshairs on automatically. 10 years ago, I was thinking, when I start home with a crossbow, I'm using a rangefinder and I'm using a scope and I'm thinking, why don't they combine these two? I don't know, you know, that's not my question to answer. It's not, I'm not the scientist. I'm not the research and development guy. I'm just, you know, how do I use this crossbow to my advantage? That That's my niche, okay? And, but I was looking at them like, why don't they do this? Why don't they combine these two? Sure enough, they have. Well, times have changed, right? So that's kind of interesting. But in the comments, people overwhelmingly talked about the 10 points. Another big surprise for me, and I hinted at this before, Scorpid was a low, both in the poll, only 3%, but also in the comments. I really didn't get a lot of feedback on the Scorpids, which is interesting to me. But Scorpid shoots some really fast crossbows. If Raven has a competitor in the modern crossbow world. It's probably Scorpid. Scorpid does low draw weight that can be cocked by hand. Holy cow, not gonna do that with a modern Excalibur, that's a fact. Scorpid has the ability to change the string and cables without a bow press. Wow, it's a compound crossbow. And you can change the string and cables in the field. We thought that was only for Excaliburs, didn't we? Didn't we think that was just a recurve option? And it turns out it's not. There's actually a couple of manufacturers that are doing that these days. The Scorpid has got some great technology. And if you're starting at 480 feet per second and you put a 150 grain broadhead on there and you know, a little bit of heavier of an arrow and you're down to 450 feet per second, you're still whipping arrows pretty fast. So you're still in the game, right? That's still awesome. That's still, <laughs> holy cow, <laughs> 150 feet per second faster than my current crossbow that I killed all my deer with, you know, and, and, I've, and I've shot deer as low as 280 feet per second with that same crossbow and got the job done. There's There have been times where that extra speed would have made a difference in my hunting though. And, and that's a fact. I, I, can, I can measure that out and I can say that with, with absolute confidence. That's really the subject of another video down the road, I'm thinking. But I was, so I was a little surprised that the Scorpion didn't get the love. The comments also, the other thing that surprised me about the comments was how many people recommended two other crossbow manufacturers, one in particular, Mission, right? Mission is not a crossbow that was on my radar. Mission is not a, I mean, I just don't hear a lot about them in my circles, okay? I don't hear a lot about them on my Facebook group pages that I look at. I occasionally browse a forum or two in this day and age, not as much as I did 10 years ago, of course, and but that's the way the world. And I occasionally, and I watch videos on YouTube all the time, okay? And I'm looking at crossbow news all the time too, because I have certain searches set up through Google alerts and I'm constantly looking at crossbow stuff. I have been for years. So I'm kind of abreast of all this new information that's out there, but it was surprising to me that Mission got as much love as it did. A lot of people talking about Mission crossbows and it caused me to go look at them a lot more closely. And I gotta say, just like the Scorpid, the ability to change the string in the field. Wow, crossbow technology, compound crossbow technology has come so far. It has closed the gap with the recurves in a lot of ways. When you look at the ability on a mission crossbow to actually change the string, change the cables in the field with a ratchet, a ratchet and socket, that's all you need. Wow, get a wrench. You can change your string and cables. That's pretty cool. The ability to uncock these crossbows 
the ability to use a rope cocker. Holy cow. Thank you, friends of Bungie, for talking to me in the comments and commenting on this. I also received emails on the mission. That was pretty cool. It's an eye-opener for me. Have I chosen mission as the successor to Bungie? Maybe. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see, right? It's certainly on the short list. There are four brands, and I will say that both Excalibur and Mission are on that short list of four uh, th that are currently on that list. That list is going to change because I'm not really anywhere near. I mean, we've got months before i got to be killing deer with a crossbow, so we're going to be okay. What do I do for a spring gobbler? That's what you should be asking yourself. Rich, if you wait until August to buy a new crossbow, what are you going to shoot spring gobblers with? And my response to that is, I've never shot a spring gobbler anyway, which makes you think I'm going to shoot one this year, right? Year after year, I go out there for the spring gobblers and then get nowhere. So maybe I'll go out there with Genevieve's crossbow this year. We'll see. And I could still use bungee, right? I could still use bungee on a spring gobbler. In theory, theoretically, that could happen. Theoretically, it could have happened to 11 straight seasons, and it just never did. The other one, surprising from the comments, and I'm wrapping this up here. We're getting to the end. If you're still with me on this podcast, I appreciate it. Killer Instinct. Wow, that was surprising to me. Killer Instinct was not a brand that was on my radar until I started doing this poll also, until I started doing this research also. But the number of people, I have to say, and get this, get this, across the board, whether it's through this poll or just comments in videos, emails, voicemails off deathbybungie.com, any of that, Across the board, the killer instinct has more people recommending to me to use that crossbow than any other manufacturer. I have gotten more comments and feedback on killer instinct than any other model. That really surprised me. I don't watch YouTube and see Hunter after Hunter using a killer instinct. I don't watch, and I really hadn't looked closely at them as a brand, really hadn't looked, you know, Brand loyalty. I talked about this in the last podcast. When it comes to trail cameras, you know, Moultrie really hasn't done anything. They haven't improved their cameras that much in the last five years, but they still make a good camera. And if I'm going to buy a new camera, probably I buy a Moultrie. I don't know. You know, there's there's that kind of mindset, and that mindset also takes place in crossbows, right? Do you just you know the Excalibur did me well? Why do the hard work of looking at these new crossbows just stick with the Excalibur? To some extent, that's justifiable. May not be the best option, though. And to get feedback from friends of Bungie, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that with all the positive talk I've had from people with Killer Instinct, talking good about that crossbow, recommending that manufacturer to me. It's an eye-opener. Well, there you have it. That is the poll. That is the Talking with Bungie podcast for this week, for January 23rd, 2021. And this is a good conversation to have. It is one that will be continuing here on Death by Bungie, on Talking with Bungie. How's that? It's pretty good. Until next time. All hail Bungie. Bungie.